welcome to Park in the Bus, episode 23 of the only fantasy football podcast that thinks defence is better than attack. I am your host, Callum McAvoy, joined as ever by my good friend, Jack Murray. Good evening, Callum. Good evening, Jack. How are you? Not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, not doing too bad. I became an uncle last night, so being quite happy, actually, for a change. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, thank you. Can't wait for uh, my little nephew to grow up and then I can uh, ruin his uh, fantasy football <laughs> teams you know, by, by giving him terrible advice. <laughs> That's mean. I'm only going to say you can't wait for him to grow up and become a Man United fan. Oh, well, that would be worse. That would be mean. <laughs> Who, what, what child would want to be a Man United fan, you know? What child would want to be a Palace fan at the moment? Well, that's that's always been true, obviously. But uh, I mean, strictly speaking, he should become a Crawley fan since that's where he's going to be living. Uh, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but no, good news anyway. Good week for you. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I highly doubt my dad would let his grandson be a Man United supporter. So. <laughs> He wasn't happy when it when it turned out that the father was a United supporter. So, you know. <laughs> but he managed to look past that enough. Yeah. <laughs> At least he wasn't Brighton. I think is the oh that would have been bad, wouldn't it? I I honestly feel that um, if I ever dated anyone who was a, a Brighton fan, my dad would kick me out. <laughs> Which he's wanted to do for a while now, anyway. But you know that would give him a legit reason to do it. <laughs> Uh, wait, sorry, you don't. Well, I'm sorry if anyone's listening, but I, I don't know any Brighton fans. Um, I've n- I've never met one, so no, you know. me neither. I, I I could probably name a someone that I know from from most Premier League clubs, not Brighton, and we're not we don't even live that far away from Brighton. I know. There like, you if you're in the north, then yeah, it would make sense. But you know, they yeah. Anyway, for anyone who is new to listening to the podcast, we do believe that you know defense might be. The solution to all your fantasy problems, and uh, it was this week actually. Mm. Got a ton of points out of my defence this week. Did uh, did you have four at the back as well? Uh, I started with four at the back, and then because Antonio didn't play, uh, Matt Target came into my team. He was my first sub, so I had a five-four-one. I was full on Jose, oh. uh, or or Aladice, I should say, maybe uh, <laughs> this week. But no, yeah, and plus obviously I captained a defender, so yes, I'm, oh, that's fully, true. I'm fully embracing the bus life at the moment. Yeah, uh, mine became a four-five-one. It nearly became a five-four-one. I had Rafinha first sub instead of Soufal. Uh, Funnily enough, I'm in the Planet FPL Champions League league, I guess, and uh, I drew with my opponent. If I had Soufal first sub, <laughs> I'd have won. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, but obviously I got I got 105 points, so I can't really complain very much. And my defence got, well, Martinez 12, Tarkovsky 8, Shaw 8, Stone 6, Cancelo 8. So can't def- the, um, can't complain much about my defence. Uh, I only had two blanks, actually, which is Son. Son, who I actually nearly benched, and I think a lot of people out there probably did, and Bamford as well, who also blanked. But, yeah, I, I thought, Saturday morning, I thought, oh, actually, I could maybe feasibly bench Son uh, I thought mm, no because with a player of his quality no matter how badly a team is tactically set up or anything like that he only takes one counter attack with spacing behind and there's your seven pointer or something mm. 
So I thought, I can't really feasibly bench Sun. But if, if people did it, fair play, you got bigger balls than I have. <laughs> I don't know if it was consideration for you. Uh, you still have Son, don't you? I do. Uh, I mean, if, if if anyone is new listening to the podcast or doesn't follow us on Twitter, at BusParkinFPL, me and Jack have near identical teams. <laughs> uh, so much so that uh, this week we both wanted to bring in a Burnley defender. Uh, and I specifically asked Jack in advance, right, are you picking Tarkovsky or me? Because whichever one you go for, I'll go for the opposite. Uh, and you said Tarkovsky, so I was like, great, I'll go with me. I actually kind of want, I was leaning towards me anyway, but uh, I just wanted to be sure. Uh, turns out um, it worked out better for you because um, me got injured and obviously didn't play the Fulham game. So you gained another two points on me. Yeah, I wish Ben Me hadn't got injured because I think if me hadn't got injured, we there's far, far more chance of us sitting here on 12 points rather than well, eight or six. I think that like as soon as he goes injured, gets injured, I think. Like during the start of the season they didn't have me for and then maybe like six or seven game weeks and they were Yeah. They were really bad. So yeah, was, I actually you know, I didn't want Ben Me to get injured. not I want someone to get injured, but I didn't think it was a benefit for Ben Me to actually get injured. And annoyingly now I can't afford Antonio to Ings straight swap because I went for Tarkovsky rather than me, which would have been my ideal transfer this week. So but the real answer, we should also have gone for Matt Loughton. We, we know he's going to score his first goal in eight years, didn't we? <laughs> and he only scores good goals as well. Like, uh, they, and they actually made a point of show. Yeah, they actually <laughs> made a point of showing his Villa goal, which was fantastic. Is that his only other Premier League goal? Uh, I don't know if it's his only other one, but it's it, well, that was his first goal since that goal. Makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He may, have, he may have scored like... For someone else, I'm not sure. I will look it up. Premier League. Uh, no, he got two that season. Uh, two that season for Villa. So yeah, that's his only other goals. His last goal, oh, actual okay. goal, was he scored in the Championship for Burnley, 2015-16. Uh, right. Yes. So yeah, he he has scored a total since 2012-13. He has scored a grand total of four goals. I mean, for a right back, that's excusable. You know, like. I mean, I know there's, I know there's a whole pressure on fullbacks to, you know, score and create these days. But um, you know, Loughton is one of the the few, I guess, old-fashioned defenders or old-fashioned fullbacks who you know, stays back and actually does his job, as opposed to having delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Yeah, in, in a in a Sean Dyche team, in the Burnley team, it's does like Charlie Taylor gets it gets more, but you don't buy him for his attacking potential. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious to go with one this week. I just wish I'd gone for the slightly cheaper one because there wasn't really much in it. Generally, Tarkovsky's better in terms of goal threat. Um, not in terms of bonus points this season, actually. But I just wanted to go with Tarkovsky, to be honest, just because I actually thought it was a little bit different to the crowd as well. I didn't see anyone else with Tarkovsky in their team. And he could, uh, nearly got an assist yesterday. He had a flashing cross. I don't know why he was up in it, like overlapping left wing position. Um, but he smashed a left-footed cross across the box and Rodriguez was inches away from it, which would have been a big... In a game such as that, where it finishes one all, you'd imagine that an assist might have been enough to get him into the bonus. But yeah, uh, it worked out well. I think I'd have taken eight points at the start of the week. Yeah, from a double game week, that's pretty good. Even though we have near-identical teams, um, you got 105 points, I got 77, which is, on a normal game week, I'd be happy with, but it's only above the average again. 
Uh, and that's mainly because uh, you had a certain German midfielder and I did not. And I feel that was the difference for most people this week. Uh, those who had Gundogan and those who didn't. Yeah, I can't believe I transferred him as Ozil. Oh, that's German midfielder. Such a badge. <laughs> transferred in. I got rid of Suchek because I have no reason to uh, to have West Ham anymore with no double game week. Uh, and Suchek was very much like a thorn in my side despite having him anyway because I kept benching him for his returns and starting him for his blanks. So, yeah, that was a pretty obvious move. I didn't actually realise Gundogan had gone up to six mil. Already? Yeah, so I was really happy. I was, like, relieved to have the money in the bank. I thought, oh, God, I didn't realise he'd gone up to that much. But he's now 6.1. Yeah, I think that was basically, if you went on Twitter Saturday night, that was basically the divide, wasn't it? It was, oh, my God, I've got I've captain Gundogan. Or it was, oh, my God, that's my season over. Um, I actually very briefly considered bringing in Raheem Sterling. Um, instead, but I thought uh, when when players are not even performing similarly, Gundogan is performing better than Sterling, and there's like five million in it. I think you just got to think I've got to go with Gundogan, and it was proved right because Sterling was he got an assist against Tottenham, and he was very quiet yesterday. So yeah, very quiet, and then subbed off injured, uh, although not too serious an injury. Sterling Sterling came off injured. Gundogan. No, uh, so Gundogan. Gundogan. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's expected to be back either this week or for the Champions League. I hope he's back for the Champions League. He's in my UCL fantasy team. Um, oh, is he? Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hope he's back by then. Otherwise, I'm a player down. But um, yeah, I'd imagine he'll be back before then. If not, you know, I wouldn't be too upset if he missed out this week because it meant I could just bench him. And I've got a few decent players on the bench still. But yeah, three City is, uh, you know, if 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 we there was less than a limit. There was a, a limit of three players a team. I think I'd have four or five currently, <laughs> you know. So yeah, looking unstoppable. Right. So shall we? Oh, I said, shall we get on? But we have one more um, thing to do before we get onto the the main part of the podcast, uh, which is our parking punts. Every week, Jack and I select three players: one defender, one midfielder, and one forward uh, who is under ten percent ownership. Uh, and we see, you know, who gets the most points out of these three players, and whoever loses gets to do a forfeit. Pretty close this week. We both selected really good punts mm. for a change um, compared to the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, Jack, you got twenty points out of Tarkovsky, Mares, and Cavani, uh, and I've just edged you on twenty-four points out of me, Foden, and Richarlison. Un- unlucky, I think. To be honest, because I think Cavani was a, a great pick against against uh, West Brom. Yeah, and did it wasn't even close to a return. I think I've read somewhere that he was the he's the first striker to not have a shot against West Brom this season. Christ, really? Yeah, he was did nothing. They basically just surrounded him out of the game. You know, he sit very deep, and he just sort of kind of got smothered. It didn't really create very much apart from Bruno's. You know, really nice finish, and then Harry Maguire hit the post, like the last kick of the game. And apart from that, I can't really remember them creating very much. It was more like a vintage Sam than uh, yeah. I think I've I think I've seen. Maybe apart from the Liverpool game. Yeah, big Sam masterclass. Yeah, closer as close to that as you're going to get in 2021 with this West Brom team, I think. Uh, anyway, so Jack, you will have to do a forfeit um, because we've got quite a lot to cover in this episode. We're going to skip the forfeit. Uh, next week and I'll 
think of something quite devious for you to do. <laughs> um, a lot of people really enjoyed my uh, reading of Steve Bruce's uh, crime novel, which we did last week. How did you get some feedback? Got some good feedback. Well, basically, I, I had to re-record it because it sounded awful <laughs> in the editing. So I re-recorded uh, it and added in some dramatic music in the background. So do go check it out if you haven't, uh, last week's episode. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to do. Uh, but yeah, I'll think of something devious for Jack to do uh, next week. And if you have any suggestions uh, for forfeits, for parking punts, please do not hesitate to write in to us. Nothing too malicious, though, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we get on to the main bulk of the pod? Yes, go ahead. Uh, so as per the last few weeks, we're going to go through club by club, just talk about different players we're interested in. Uh, of course, we're not going to talk about every club, though, because, frankly, who cares about Arsenal these days? Yes. Yeah, even though they won on the weekend and played very well. Yeah, game week, game week 30, we might be speaking about them. They've got some really good fixtures from then to the end of the season. But up to then, no. OK, uh, let's start then with Aston Villa. We both have Martinez, who yet again... Um, has become the reincarnation of uh, Levy Ashin, as we know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, he's a ridiculously good uh, player, both in real life and on the game. And if you don't have him, I really don't know what you're doing with your life, but okay. 12 points, nine saves. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, it's kind of helping us, you know, as someone who you have two Villa defenders, uh, well, Martinez and Target and I just have Martinez and we don't have any attacking coverage. It's actually helping us out, I think, that that Villa are actually playing quite badly because um, Martinez is just hoovering up bonus and saves as a result. Uh, that's two games now in the last like, three, three, four weeks. The Southampton one had a similar pattern where Villa just got spanked and they came out of it with, with points. Like Brighton got, I think it was over 2xG. Dean Smith describes them as not even bang average, I think he said. I don't think they played well. Maybe they played a, a good half against Burnley, the first half. But apart from that, since their COVID outbreak, I don't think they've played well once, like, to be honest. So I think their first game back from the outbreak was Man City away. It's kind of weird. It's, yeah, it's, that's, that's a fair point to make. It really has been since the COVID outbreak that it's all changed, but... They they're getting results, you know. That's that's why that's why they're doing so well this year. Even though they've not played well, you know, they just get them in. Marvin Martinez is a big factor in that, obviously. Yeah, I mean that's that's two games that they should have lost, where they've got four points instead. Yeah, I mean you still can't really rule out Grealish, whilst um, you know Grealish's quality is so high that he's another player who the team doesn't have to play well for him to pick up attacking returns. Obviously, he's dried up a bit recently, but. Yeah, I'm still looking to bring him in, I think, before between game week 26 and 29 because Villa have a double game week 26 and they are also almost certainly going to play against Tottenham in game week 29. So just say that neither me or you are playing to wildcard this week. There's a lot of wildcards flying about. Yeah, because we've got, what, two double game weeks in a row, sort of? Yeah, obviously one big one where there's, I think it's 12 teams. Maybe what double game week off the top of my head? Maybe even fourteen. I think fourteen. Yeah, yeah, fourteen. Yeah, because there's some teams that are playing in both weeks. So yeah, I can understand it, but for me, I've got I think it's eleven double game weekers already, and I'm pretty happy with them. And I think that instead of just throwing all my eggs in this basket, 
I'm going to save it for game week 30 after all the blanks and doubles and just try and maximize my team for those last for that run in you know you can get rid of teams who are likely to be on the beach you know Palace maybe Brighton at that point possibly Spurs with Europa League yeah yeah yeah. probably would probably still keep Kane just because I think there's a chance we're going to have doubles and one more double still but obviously we have a blank with the Carabao Cup as well but yeah Villa are a team that's going to one of the few teams that I think is going to be on everyone's radar especially as well that they've got attractive options in every position obviously if you don't have Martinez he's the best keeper in the game uh, Cons is still decent at sort of 4.6 I think Matt Target's 4.7 4.8 7 I think he is now yeah yeah Matt, Matty Cash is a, uh, uh, got a hamstring problem so probably yeah definitely get Target then yeah yeah I'd, I'd Target or Cons I wouldn't risk like El Mohamedy in case Matty Cash is back within two weeks so yeah, you'd look at Martinez, Cash, uh, sorry, not Cash, Target slash Conza, though I'd prefer Target, Grealish, Barkley, if you want to punt, or maybe shorten a bit of Cash, and then Watkins. All of them are pretty decent options, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Watkins is the most likely for me. Um, we, we said about a month ago now, I reckon, uh, don't triple up on teams, because of, in case there's another COVID outbreak and the whole squad gets ruled out. But I think it's it's worth taking the risk on this occasion. I'll probably get Watkins in for either Calvert-Lewin or Antonio, depending on who's less likely to play out of those two. Yeah. I'm going to be boring this week and not make a transfer and save it for two and then for the double game week 26. But um, yeah, no, Watkins is probably going to be one of them. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that's perfectly acceptable. I'd imagine Antonio to Watkins is going to be really popular. Yeah, nothing else to say. Villa, uh, despite not playing well, the nature of the beast with the double game week just means that they're automatically going to be on radars. And especially given we both have our second wildcard in hand, there's less risk in tripling up. Absolutely. Uh, Let's move on now to, we're going to skip Brighton and go straight to Burnley, uh, who we've already talked about a bunch already. But um, yeah, positive double game week from them. Fantastic winning against Palace, which they totally deserve to win. So... Yeah, yeah, I think we'd have taken yeah. one clean sheet out of the two, wouldn't we? I mean, we, you'd have been hoping for two, but as soon as Ben Mee went down, I wasn't expecting a second. Yeah, um, well done to those who took a punt on either Ashley Barnes or Jay Rodriguez. Chris Wood missed both, didn't he? So, Rodriguez scored twice? Uh, he got seven. He got, quite, got a lot of points this week. So uh, He got 16 uh... points this week. If anyone was brave enough, then fair play, because that's an 11 and a five-pointer. Well, fair play. And Ashley Barnes as well got uh, he got scored last night. Did he score against Palace? No, he didn't, did he? No, he didn't. He came close a few times. Yeah, so an 11-pointer. Yeah, we were lucky to lose by just three against Burnley. I'm not joking. I'd imagine the expected goals were actually fairly similar, but obviously Burnley scored from a set-piece, the Loughton volley, and... It was um, Goodman. Goodmanson. Uh, Goodmanson was the first one, yeah. Yeah, which none of them were particularly high-quality chances as such. And I, so I'd actually imagine that, they'll, you know, unless you watch the game, you wouldn't be able to realise... Like, Palace have a real issue defending set-pieces at the moment. We have a real issue just everywhere, but yes, that is a problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, to, that's why we went, me and Tarkovsky... Well, that's why I went for me or I went for Tarkovsky because I thought there's a big chance of a set-piece goal here. And, it, it, you know, there, there was a very clear-cut chance. It just fell to the wrong man as far as we were concerned. Um, but in terms of, like, buying and selling, I think it, the time to buy is now gone. 
Yeah, I mean, this was kind of the game week to have them for. Yes, they've got West Brom, which is why I'm definitely starting Mead. Uh, if he is, is he going to be fit to play? He, he'll be back, yes. Dice said he'll be back earlier. Yeah, have him for this week, and then after that, it goes a bit downhill. Got Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton. He'll be chopping block for me after this week, I think. Probably maybe just start him in the double game week. They have got, trying it off the top of my head, they have got Leicester and... Uh, Leicester and Tottenham so it's not great no certainly not if I didn't have other things to do next week like say if I was wild carding double game week 26 there's no way I'd have any Burnley players like, the time has come uh, and obviously if you have things to do uh, if you have like luxury I'd, I'd probably sell now actually the week has passed but obviously you know you're not selling before West Brom but maybe the week after I'd say you know to opt- optimise your double game week because potentially you could sell but don't buy. Time's passed. We'll take our points and run. Uh, moving on to Everton. We're going to skip Chelsea and Palace. We've not got a lot to say on them. Going on to Everton. Calvert-Lewin's injury obviously didn't... You know, he, he was a captaincy choice going into the King week and then uh, his injury uh, completely ruled him out. So he, he's still a decent prospect if he can stay fit. Yeah, uh, Ancelotti said that he thought he might make Man City, but he's definitely out of Fulham. Which straight away was well. This is at best a single game week against Man City, so he's he went straight to third sub for me. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, uh, might have been a captaincy option. I probably still would have stuck with Gundogan just because of his form. But yeah, I, I I didn't have any attraction for any Everton assets after that. I mean, Richarlison got a goal, but you know, it's, I, I wouldn't want him moving forward very much. No, there there are better options for uh, a lot less. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to Richarlison. So. Yeah. And I think, I, I can't remember if I said this last week. I always, I only, Everton only seem to defend well when they play the four centre backs. They tried it against Chelsea. Uh, so, like, uh, Holgate plays right back, Godfrey plays left back, and then, like, Mina or Keane at centre back. And Dinier is either injured, as he has been, or plays in midfield. So, and they went with that last night, still letting three, but obviously that's Man City. So, yeah, yeah I, th- I think they look a lot better when they play that system defensively. But still, when as soon as they depart from that system, they look very vulnerable to goals like they did against Fulham. They didn't deserve anything from that game. So, yeah, there's there's no... Apart from Calvert-Lewin, there's no interest in that team for me still. Yeah, yeah, same here. Should we move on to Fulham? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, only got one very brief thing to say, which is about uh, Josh Mazur. Obviously got the, the brace against uh, Everton. Yeah, looks like a decent player. I don't know if I'd want him, but I think he's definitely a punt, as we would say. Yeah, he's five and a half, I think. Five and a half million. So, yeah, I mean, if probably not at the moment just because of all the options you have. You know, like Kane, uh, Bamford, Watkins, Ings. Vardy, even. Vardy, yeah. This could be a big differential in a double game week. Yeah, so not for me, given Fulham don't tend to score a lot of goals. But, yeah, I mean, there's a... As a documentary, well, I was going to say documentary hero. He's more of a documentary villain, isn't he? Josh Madger. <laughs> <laughs> that is how most people know him from um, It's Sunderland Till I Die, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I predominantly knew him from anyway. Uh, I just wanted to say that they changed their system in the couple of games. They have been playing a 3-4-3 for at least a couple of months. And it looked more like a 4-4-2 in the games they played this week with um, Ola Aina playing as a left-back rather than a centre-back. And Kenny Tete pushing up forward and then Aina sort of dropping more in as a centre-back. 
So it's still kind of almost like a back three, but it was more of a four four two because it actually the apps actually got it right for a change because when it appeared up against Everton, it showed up as a four four two, and I thought, oh, that's not right because Decor Dover's played right wing back for the last three months, and then it turned out that it was some sort of four four two. I guess maybe because they realise that they need wins to stay up and they need therefore need goals because they're very defensively sound actually, but goals have been the main issue for them. So yeah, in terms of just what that might might mean, it might just mean that they concede a few more goals and score a few more. That was all that it might mean for me. I don't have any Fulham players and have no interest in any Fulham players. I mean, they were they were very much poachers' goals from uh, from Azure. You know, Lineker esque. Yeah, he is a punt, but not a serious one to seriously consider. No. Moving on to Leeds, uh, Patrick Bamford. We who most people have. I think he, is he the most selected player in the game at the moment, or is that still Fernandez? Pro- Fernandez is up at fifty nine, I think. So. Oh, I think it's Bamford. It's, it's probably Bamford second then. Yeah, uh, Bamford second on fifty five point three. It's going to be huge captaincy this week, isn't he? It's going to be massive, effective ownership. He is, hence why I'm captaining um, our new favourite, Rafinha. So, there you go. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I mean, yeah, it's ba- ba- Rafinha's actually scored, I think it's like four more points since they both started the f- together for the first time, which was against, I think it was Arsenal, which was actually the first time he took my eye. I think I immediately added him to parking punts because I think he hit the post and he looked very dangerous. Um, so I think if you've got balls this week or you're chasing, I think he's the a very decent captaincy option. Uh, I'm just going to stick with Bamford. I think it, the hurt is going to be too much if Bamford goes off in either game. Um, regardless, if regardless if I buy Danny Ings, I think I'm still going to buy still captain Bamford. But this week compared to last week, like last week I had uh, Gundogan captain and Tarkovsky wasn't my vice. I thought Bruno still had more chance of more points, which actually came true. But I, I thought, I think this week, if say you had Bamford and Ings, I'd hedge the, the captain and the vice on them. I, w- I wouldn't be going for a single game week player. Um, I really want Danny Ings this week. I'm, I'm going to have to work out whether it's going to be worth it. I mean, if the fixtures come out and they have three game double game weeks in a row, it's going to be very hard not to, isn't it? Yeah, he is tempting because obviously it is Danny Ings who does get goals, although they have dried up fairly recently. Scored this weekend, obviously. He did, it's true, but I don't know, we'll, we'll wait and see. As I said, I'm not going to make any transfers this week. Um, even though, as you say, he has a double game week. It is against Leeds and Chelsea, though, so... Yeah, Leeds, Leeds is a nice one. But Chelsea just look very imperious at the moment, defensively. It looks like a blank, doesn't it? It's making me. It's making me think. Am I basically buying Danny Ings for a for a, a single game week against Leeds? And obviously, brings on to the, another point that with especially Calvin Phillips has been confirmed out for at least the first game. I wouldn't. If I had to say like Stuart Dallas, I'd start him, but I wouldn't buy him. I'd much rather buy Rafinha or if you don't have him for some reason, Bamford. Like Dallas is, you'd say clean zero clean sheets is more likely than one or one or two. In those two games, uh, Leeds have got who's Leeds other game? Southampton and uh, is it Wolves? Yes, I wouldn't be buying Dallas. I think zero clean sheets and like a four pointer is likely. Rafinha though is very tasty this week for people. I mean, we're sitting in quite a nice position actually that we already have him, but his ownership's already up at five and a half, and it was two last week. It was. He is as it stands. He's the fifth most transferred player in this week. Yeah, we've really got a nice price rise out of him, which was deserved because I've actually lost. I'd actually lost money on him before. Oh, I really? got him five point four, and he'd gone down. Yeah. Oh, no. 
but yeah, I think I think if you're going to buy Leeds, I'd go Bamford or Rafinha. I wouldn't bother with Dallas or Meslier. I mean, I think most people have Bamford already and Dallas as well, for that matter. So I think I think Rafinha is a perfect like differential. Get him in now sooner rather than later. Yeah. Move on to Leicester. You had that fantastic win over Liverpool uh, on the weekend. Yet again, cursing my luck because I've. For many weeks now, I've been kind of going, oh, I want to get either Barnes or Madison, but I don't know which one to get. And in the end, I chose to go, uh, to get neither, and they both scored. So, you know, there's my luck. Leicester are a bit of a strange team at the moment in terms of, like, say we didn't have any double game weeks, I think, or blank game weeks. I think they'd be really nice to look at. Like, Harvey Barnes's form for the last month, few months even, has been really good. I think he's only blanked once, and he's, Jumbo, like, Last season, he used to always play like 65-70 and then he'd be the first man off. It's not happening anymore. He's played 90 in eight of the last 10 or so. And that was a, the uh, the sub was a 75-minute subbing and a 2-0 win over Fulham. So like, his legs were probably just being saved. So, yeah, I mean, his, his recent form, you've got 6-6-8-3-3-12, six, six, which is really good, yeah. Um, so I think normally he's been on my. I'm a Barnes over Madison guy. I prefer I prefer Barnes, um, and he's been on my radar for ages. I nearly bought him in one week. Uh, I can't remember who I bought instead. Uh, check Son. Ah, Son. It was when De Bruyne went got injured. I, I considered Barnes. Ah, yes. Yeah, uh, they're in an awkward position where you're probably not going to bother buying any before the double game week because they have a blank in 29. But they're still really nice options. Defense, best one now is probably Ricardo again. Um, obviously, James Justin is sadly out for a year, uh, near about. Is it that bad, his injury? Uh, yeah, it'll be, you know, sort of eight to 12 months, I'd imagine. Oh, jeez. Didn't realize it was that bad. Ricardo is probably the best one. Like, Soyuncu is like 5.3, is too much. Ricardo is 5.9, I think, but obviously, he's a very. You know, historically, it's been a very decent FPL asset. But Barnes or Vardy, I think Vardy could be a huge differential come game week 26. He's got Arsenal in one of them, and we know what he loves doing against top 16. Yeah. I, a lot of people will be going for Kane, as long as he's fit. We've heard rumours tonight that he might not be. But if Vardy's... if A lot of people will be going for Kane if Kane is fit. But Vardy is, like, hyper-differential, triple captain, goal against Arsenal, goal against Burnley. Bang. So, yeah, um, just the worrying thing for me is that we've not really seen much pre-injury. He was out of form as well. I don't think I have those balls. We'll wait and see. I think you still have your triple captain in hand as well, don't you? Oh, no, you used on Salah. No, no, I have my uh, bench boost. Yeah. Oh, bench boost. Wasted it on Salah, yeah. Yeah, so I've still got mine. So so I'm thinking about, well, at this moment in time, using it on Harry Kane for the Burnley-Southampton double game week. But Vardy with Arsenal-Burnley could be a... A tasty one, actually. Save, save it, save it anyway for when he goes off, and I, I didn't transfer him in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing with Leicester, like most other clubs um, um, now, is that obviously with European football, there's going to be a a lot of rotation. And uh, just looking at uh, Leicester are playing now as we speak, and it's full strength: Vardy, Barnes, Madison, is it? Tillisman, uh, Suenchu, Evans, Schmeichel. Yeah, literally, it is their first team. God. Even uh, maybe All Brighton is the exception, but him and Perez are rotated anyway. So, wow, okay, I didn't, I didn't expect that. They're more, more full strength than, than we are. Yeah, maybe they've gone with the uh, what I do on FM, which is win, try and win the first leg as 
by as many goals as possible and then you can just completely rotate for the next one. Yeah, that's interesting. We, we've got reasonably short. We do have Son playing. Depends if you define Deli Ali and Bale as a strong team for Mourinho. <laughs> it, it is, do, do Tottenham even have a strong team with, in the current form they're in is the other question. But, uh, All right, leave it out. So, <laughs> we'll get to them later. Um, moving on now to Liverpool. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm not considering any of their players at all. And I, to be honest, I haven't for many weeks. Um, I still, have, I still like most people, have Salah because it's Salah. Uh, and he did get a goal this week and a very nice one at that. But, um, gee, they look bad at the moment. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think they, they looked better. It's not quite as bad as it has been. I mean, I thought they were the better team for 65, 70 minutes of the game against Leicester. It was 50. They were do- they dominated the play, but I would say that they still didn't create too many like big chances. They had a couple which Schmeichel made some very good saves for, but uh, not like too many. It's never as good as people make out. It's never as bad as people make out. It's not enough for me to like not consider to consider anyone but Salah. Don't get me wrong, but I actually think Salah's in under the radar, all right form. There was a cracking goal at the weekend. Oh, it was. Uh, uh, and he scored against. I know the Leipzig goals were self-destruct from Leipzig. <laughs> well, they deserved it, but they deserved to beat Leipzig as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there might be a, a bit of. I mean, the result of the weekend was predominantly individual errors. Obviously, the free kick, Thiago is actually a bit of a problem with his how reckless he is. He's like a Paul Scholes. Can, can we call him a flop at this stage for Liverpool? No, I think I think it's more of the circumstances that he's come into. Like he's he's the easy scapegoat because he's the variable. He wasn't there last year, which is why people. But when realistically the issue is no Van Dyke is quite large. We would have to say no Joe Gomez is is no quite matter. important. Yeah, so I wouldn't be blaming Thiago. I just think that he's he's needs to sort of learn. He keeps going away. There's an art to fouling. Like Fernandinho is the master. Of, yes. of the tactical fouling. Thiago is the master of the most obvious fouls. Like, there's <laughs> just no subtlety at all. Um, it's, like, it's like Paul Scholes used to be. And obviously he cost them the first goal with his foul. Alisson's, like was obviously his fault. For, was that the... Do you, bl- do you blame Alisson or do you blame Quebec for their second, I, second I, one? Yeah. I blame Alisson. Quebec's not got any... <sighs> Any idea that Allison is about to come? I mean, if Allison's going to come, Allison should just wipe out Kabak as well while he's there. He can't be thinking like, "Oh, I've got mind dim." Yeah, that that. Well, I think he. I think Allison probably would have done that, but then he was like, "Crap, I can't. We can't injure another centre back. We've got to keep one alive at least." Or God forbid, the Preston uh, Ben Davis is going to have to play. I, I just. I just don't think he should have come for it. He didn't need to. I think it's a 50-50. Like, where is the community? Where is the simple shout of leave it from Alison? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I unless, Quebec, unless Quebec doesn't speak uh, Portuguese, but I'm fairly sure Alison speaks English. So, you know. I, know. I, I, feel, I feel a bit sorry for Quebec, actually. He got a bit, he got a bit, I think he got a bit shafted there. I think Alison's lost his mind. I mean, Alison made a ridiculous double save about 30 seconds after. He did, yeah. But the damage was done. I, I think that he's panicked. It just shows a lack, a lack of confidence that they've that they've had. That as soon as the first goal went in, they thought oh, we're in trouble here, and then the individual errors start coming. It remains to be seen whether you know when Tuesday, sorry, was a really good win 
remains to be seen if, if that goes part of the way to solving their problems. Um, but it's not enough for me to to buy anyone. I mean, we've still got Salah. If I were going to get Harry Kane for double game week 26 and triple capture, I, I need to sell one of Salah and Bruno, I think, which obviously I'd, ra- I'd rather not do, but I might have to. I, I think Salah looks better than Bruno at the moment. Bruno is obviously, you know, still getting the points, but I don't think Bruno's played well for m- months. Dare I say it? Weeks, I'd say, maybe. Yeah. There's obviously the whole Penandes thing, which I don't buy into. I, I It's funny to say, but he is more than just a penalty taker. I, it's a, He's a difficult one to judge. I think you keep him. I don't know whether you captain him every week. I know most people do. I don't know. I think I think he's still... I, I, if, if you gave me the choice now, I had to sell one of Salah or Fernandes. I'd be honest, I'd probably sell Salah. Uh, not just because financially there's more money there to play around with and you can make a, a better just all-round team, but also I think he's more consistent. I think Liverpool, even though they're in still in a top-four fight, they're going to be okay for the top-four, so I think they'll focus more of their efforts into the Champions League. So I can expect some rotation, not too much, because Klopp doesn't tend to rotate the forwards much. But whereas uh, Man United are very much only really going for the league and the FA Cup. Now, they're not going to care too much about the Europa League. You know, I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. But that's just that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, I think it more comes down to me with my plan is obviously still to wildcard game week 30. I think it comes up, it really depends on, am I going to captain either of these two before then? If yes, keep the one you're not. Uh, sorry, sell the one you're not. Uh, if not, I'm just going to have to work out who I think is going to score more points in that period. Um, because it's very li- it's actually quite likely you're not going to captain either up to that point. Um, obviously, of course, we've got probably Bamford or Rafinha this week. Harry Kane for me in 26. 27, I would... City are likely to have another double game week. Pep basically spoiled that last night. Finally, Pep does something good for FPL players. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think I remember what he said, but it's like, oh, we've got loads of games. You know, we've got oh, Southampton next week and then we've got Wol- sorry, Wolves next week and then we've got Southampton the next week. Well, no one knows that, Pep. Cheers for that. But thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, that means that you're probably going to captain, like, say, Gundogan will be fit by then. He's still going to be very attractive, I think. So that means that but you're now at game week 28 and then uh, see who they've got that week. And then you're thinking, oh, well, United have got West Ham that week. That's not easy. Liverpool have got Wolves that week, which isn't also isn't easy. So you're thinking, oh, actually, I might not captain either of them. It's just that Liverpool's fixtures on paper, like they got Sheffield United and Fulham quite soon. That looks really nice. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to have to sell... It, the good thing is, is that I don't think selling either of them is going to really badly burn. It's not like, oh, well, I'm going to captain him twice, but I have to sell him. Like, I don't think I wouldn't have captained either of them anyway which is more attracting me towards selling one of them. It's just obviously which one. I've got this week at least to, to monitor form anyway. So I have to wait and see. But it's more out of necessity rather than actually wanting to sell them because I've had them both since game week. Well, I've had Salah since the start of the season and I've had Bruno since game week nine. So been long-term holes and I made a lot of money on Bruno in particular. But team value, of course, is decreasing in its importance week on week. So... But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone, if a lot of people sold either Salah or Bruno quite soon. And also on a United's note, the message has, has, has for most of the season, has been uh, Fernandez and Shaw, no one really else. 
uh, and Luke Shaw has continued his. I mean, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you, you know, read about him for ten minutes like like you usually do. But um, yeah, an absolute gem. At uh, is he four point nine still? Has he gone up now? Again? It's five. It's five now. I, I've made zero point one of them now because I got him for four point eight. So I think that's three assists. Oh, uh, four assists in three weeks, I believe. Cool. Yeah. See, unlike Cancelo, he's actually proving his chance creation stats are, are real. <laughs> or, or a player. It's a shame they can't keep clean sheets, otherwise he'd been on for some serious hauls. And he, but he yeah. nearly got a second assistant. He obviously... The, right the at the end. Right at the end, but, yeah. But that got him the three bonus because it went down as another chance created, which... Because I was monitoring it right at the end of the game because I knew him and, him and Bruno were one BPS difference. It was actually quite close until Diagne got booked. And that pushed him right down. He was, I think, he was either three or two at one point, um, and then he got booked. We pushed him down, and then Luke Shaw overtook Bruno with that chance created right at the end. So, um, yeah, nice eight pointer for us. Given he didn't keep a clean sheet, that's a very impressive haul. Just a touch on Man City very briefly. The usual message: triple up on them. Most people had Cancelo or Stones or Diaz. Yeah. Uh, with Gundogan, so he is going to be fit to play. Uh, very soon, so you, I assume you are holding on to him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not selling him. You know, obviously we wait to see if he's going to play against Arsenal. I won't be sure. Actually, I, I'd imagine they'd think that Much and Gladbach would be more important. I don't know, but but it, it wouldn't actually affect me either way too much. I'd just bring in Tarkovsky off my bench. Well, I mean, I think when it comes to City and Champions League, round of sixteen will be a piece of cake, and in the quarterfinals they'll collapse as per usual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame because I would quite like to see an English team, and they are probably the most likely English team to succeed in the Champions League. I would like, I would like to see them go far, but I don't know. I got a feeling this year is a bit different. They've got the double game week in twenty six, haven't they? Yeah, twenty six and twenty seven. So, do you think Gundo's a good transfer to get in? Maybe not for this week, but certainly for next week. Yeah, I just, I, I said so. Or is KDB? being back well, that's the big if, if you fancy it like by all means go for it there's no point in me going like you know Gundogan to De Bruyne would have to be two transfers because obviously I wouldn't be able to afford that in one go there's no point for me but if you fancy it by all means go for it I'd, I'd imagine Pep tends to play 4-3-3 when he's confident in the team and of course he's confident in them at the moment so I, I don't see why he wouldn't go Rodri deeper and De Bruyne and Gundogan together as number eights, how that would might affect um, Gundo's output remains to be seen. But I still think he'd still be playing in the same position. I'd imagine that you know the, it's just the late runs into the box. He's just making himself so dangerous. So I, I'd imagine that I, my feeling is that this isn't sustainable. But he's still going to be quite good. Still going to be a pretty decent option. So yeah, I mean if you if you don't have three already and you fancy you know De Bruyne, Foden, even by all means. Um, but I'm going to stick with my three. The only thing is, if I have a luxury transfer, I might just do Stones to Diaz, because Stones is obviously looking a bit less nailed. But obviously, they conceded last night, and they don't concede very often. So that last night was probably a good night for John Stones in the end. Well, I think it proves the point that how sort of fundamental he's been to the defence this season. Yeah. I haven't got the stats on me, but I'm, I'm sure someone's done the mock-up of uh, Man City with Stones and without, and what the difference is in terms of goals conceded and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah, I think last night was a was a really good one for him. They conceded without him in uh, in the team, so I, I you know, I'm 
not going to take him out yet. Obviously, if he is formally dropped, he will be on the out list, but not right now. Get three if you don't have three is, is the advice, really. Uh, we're going to skip Newcastle and Sheffield United because there's not much to say. Uh, Southampton, we've mentioned Danny Inns a bunch. He's the main sort of transfer target this week, I think. Yeah, the only other one I'd probably look at, it's a bit punty, is probably Virgil van Vester. <laughs> oh, it's you love him now, do you? After years of hating him. <laughs> well, it's just he was a bit useless when he played, wasn't it? And then, and then uh, I thought, well, when Hasenhutl came in, I thought, well, he's done. Because he plays such a high line and Vestergaard is not the sharpest in terms of speed. But I just my main reason for it is just that they play Leeds at the weekend and Leeds are quite, well, they are the worst team at defending corners. And Vestergaard's obviously been quite prolific and he also has the best set-piece deliverer in the league serving him. So I think I might prefer Vestergaard to Dallas going forward um, if you are made with that choice for whatever reason. Uh, especially if Carl Walker-Peters out as well means that Jack Stevens is probably going to have to be shipped over to right back, which would reduce the chances of Vestergaard being rotated. So, yeah, I like the look of Vestergaard if you fancy it this week. But yeah, Ings is the main guy, isn't he? I really want to get him in. I'm going to have to have a think, have a you know, wait for some more on Harry Kane and see how it goes. It might even be that I hop on, hop off of Bamford or something after this week, just because Leeds don't have a double game week. I might hop on to say, you know, do Antonio to Ings this week and then like Bamford to Kane next week and then put Bamford back in eventually. It all depends as well on the fitness of Calvert-Lewin. Forwards is going to be the main position of swap for me in the next few weeks. I'll have to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I really like the look at Danny Ings this week. I might have to just resist the temptation though, just because of the the circumstances of my own team. As uh, Ings is a, a good prospect, I'm still probably more leaning towards Watkins as a forward option. But I think Ings is a great shout. James Ward-Prowse as well for this week, if you're feeling a bit punty. Yeah. Perhaps, I don't know. Yeah, confidence is obviously a bit low. They've had six losses in a row. Um, but uh, the team is now... Almost, minus uh, Walker Peters is almost back to what it was at the start of the season you know when they were in form like Vestergaard was, was really good for him could mean Brian Bertrand is a bit more advanced you know they like Stevens would tuck in and make a back three when they have the ball could make Ryan Bertrand a bit bit of a punt because he's you know just going to bomb forward but I think he's got one assist this season so not really I'd rather have Vestergaard I think but yeah Danny Ings is proper option this week it's the only annoying thing is his price 8.4 is a bit makes things a bit unflexible doesn't it because he's you know he's, he's kind of stuck in the middle like Watkins is like 2 million cheaper and then the next step up is like Vardy who's another 2 million more expensive uh, moving on to Spurs just that they're a bit like Villa in that they will have a double game week 26 and they'll also play in 29 which makes them very handy for people like myself and you that don't have free hits only issue with us is is that there's only two of us, there's only two positions really where you target us and that's Son in midfield and Kane up front. Like defense, Mourinho has changed his back two centre backs multiple times in the last month. Um, I don't think he knows the first choice anymore. First choice for me personally these days is probably either Tanganga or Roden with Alderweireld. Um, just because they are the two that the pairings that tend to make the least unforced errors, um, which is our main issue. We make a lot of 
uh, individual errors, which causes goals. Mourinho's had enough of Dyer giving away penalties, I think. He was once his boy, and now he's not his boy anymore. I mean, Davinson Sanchez is, based on that Man City thing, is no better. A calamitous defending. And, I mean, you know this already, Jack, but they were crap against Man City, like, properly bad. But I don't understand how it could have gone so wrong, apart from the usual Mourinho stuff that happens. We're not very flexible. I mean, at the start of the season, teams were unfit. You know, we would hit the ball to Kane, who would knock the ball onto Son. And then, obviously, that there's been... You know, there were so many goals at the start of the season. Someone would have so much room behind and no one's catching up with him. Goal. And teams just worked it out, I think, in the end. And also teams got fitter as well, so they were able to cope with it better. And the, the you know, pressing has dropped as a league, at the league as a whole. But it has got better since sort of, you know, like October, November time. Um, and we weren't, we aren't a team that particularly presses particularly high or intensely, which meant that we were used to more. We were more used to playing that sort of way at the start of the season, hence why, you know, we started so well, and now it, that's been found out. We don't have the alternative. That was something that Pochettino was so good at was finding alternatives when Kane was out, and you discovered it this week with PSG. He had um, Neymar and Di Maria out injured, and he found a way to overcome it. While Mourinho's not that type, he's only got his way of playing, and that's it. Harry Kane is more of a, well, we've got more games than anyone else coming up. And Harry Kane is, again, one of those players that's just good enough, regardless of tactical instruction. And he plays so well in terms of, like, even his defensive work, that if he scores, he's going to be in the bonuses, um, unlike Son. So, yeah, Lloris, if if you don't have Martinez, Lloris is a decent shout for in goal, but I wouldn't bother with defence apart from... Like if Rehilon is 100% fit by the double game week, I think he'll start both because he's too good. But it's, that's a bit punty. Son and Kane and probably no one else, really. I mean, as we mentioned earlier, they could get rotated a lot because of Europa League. Uh, although, as we speak now, they're currently 3-0 up uh, against Wolfsburger. So maybe not. Maybe they'll... I don't, I'd, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, of course, that fixture would be... The reverse fixture would be next Thursday. Yeah, so which means keep your eye out. And oh, I've heard rumours as well of Kane being injured uh, in the last couple of hours. So just keep your eye out for that one if you're listening. Would really change my plans if something happened to him. So might even be triple captain Son. It's not a bad shout. Yeah, I, I much prefer Kane. Like Burnley is 100% a Kane fixture, whilst Southampton a bit less so. Depends. You know, Son could, you know what happened last time. I know it was an anomaly. But Son murdered them and scored four. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be more of a resisting temptation fight for me in the next week. I know what I want to do, and I know I won't be able to do all of it. So I'm going to have to, you know, uh, minimise my losses, I think. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to be able to get Ings and Kane. So I'm going to have to flirt with one and leave it, I think. And then we're going to skip West Brom and Wolves and just round everything up with West Ham. So, is it time to get rid now? Yeah. Antonio and Suchek, I would. I'd imagine Suchek to Rafinha is going to be really popular this week. I can imagine so. I mean, I think, as I said, I'm going to save my transfer this week and then probably, depending on injury, probably Calvert-Lewin or Antonio to Watkins and then Suchek to... Gundogan or Madison or Barnes, which seems a shame because I think West Ham are still playing very well. It's just that fixtures perhaps not going in their favour. 
No double game weeks. No double game weeks. Uh, and just perhaps there are just slightly better options or like more appealing options, I guess, on paper. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Antonio is very much on my chopping block. I highly doubt the next time we record, I'll have him. Well, uh, he'll either be out by the next time we record or he'll be coming out. So, yeah, Sufal I'm more tempted to keep just because he'll, he has a fixture in game week 29 and he could just sit on my bench up until then. He's he's literally my 14th player, 13th, 14th player. So, like, there's I'm, he's been benched the last, I think, like three, four weeks for me. So there's no need for me to sell, I don't think. I think I'd be keeping and just waiting for that week. Um, so, yeah, there's a few players that, that will be in that role. I also said, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit interested in Lewis Dunk for that game week because Newcastle was a decent fixture. Dunk, Webster, players like that, I, I wouldn't have a problem bringing them in from sort of game week 27 onwards and just keeping them on my bench for a couple of weeks. But, yeah, uh, Antonio is going to be mass sold in the next week, I'd imagine. Yeah. Just looking now, I think he is one of the most transferred out of this week. Could be wrong. You'd imagine so. Here we go. Uh, most transferred out of this week so far, Justin, Calvert-Lewin, Wilson, Antonio Grealish. Oh, people transferring Grealish are in for a shock when they see those double game week fixtures. They certainly will be. Uh, confusing, that one. The others are all understandable because of injury and whatnot. But uh, Yeah, I'm gonna definitely going to hold on to Calvert-Lewin until I hear more about him. Um, and of course, of course, the message again this week is is don't make your transfers until until, until the t- last minute, Friday, yeah. Friday, Saturday morning. Uh, sorry, yeah. Friday's deadline, isn't it? Um, so don't hold until Saturday morning. So fr- Friday, I wouldn't. I'm not going to do anything, especially as we might hear. I feel sorry for them. What? What? I sort of feel sorry for those wild carders because the deadline's going to be. I think it's like six p.m. or something, and uh, they might get fixtures at six at four p.m. <laughs> so. Ooh, going to be a busy couple of hours, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we'll wait and see for them. I mean, like, for example, if Southampton get the three double game weeks, Danny Ings is just going to be so tempting based on that alone. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. But, yeah, of course, the same message is, I think it's going to be that for the rest of the season. Just wait. Just bide your time. And I also like it because it gives you more reflection, more time to think, more access to information. So, yeah, team value is... You know, we said it wasn't important eight weeks ago. It's think about how important it is now. Not at all. So yeah, just hold, just hold your transfers. There's a lot of information you're going to find out in the next 24 hours from when we've recorded this. And I think that will wrap it up for this week. Yeah, I believe so. Some very exciting weeks coming coming up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm not looking forward to them. <laughs> <laughs> just given how the other weeks have gone. Uh, I briefly snuck into the top 100,000 this week. I've now just dropped back out to 103,000. Ah, oh, darn it. <laughs> yeah, Monday I, I dropped out a bit because I didn't have any players. I'm hoping to come by the sort of... Well, hopefully by this time next week I'll have gone back up into the top 100,000. But I won't be too surprised if I go down in the next couple of weeks and then make it up in the last seven weeks or so. Will be an interesting run-in. Will be. Um, my quest to finish in the top million is going very slowly. Uh, still 1.3 million at the moment. Uh, but I'm going no, up. You... There was a green arrow this week. so You can do it. I, no, I do believe you can do it easily. I don't know. I'm, where am I? I'm nearly, I'm nearly 200 points behind you in our mini league. So it's going disastrously. But uh, I don't know. I, I Again, I'm, I'm doing my usual strategy of picking the unconventional players and Hoping it pays Having off. Having some fun. Yeah, it's actually gone quite well. I wouldn't be surprised. 
I wouldn't be surprised if this is the highest I've ever been at this point in the season. I'm not too sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'd never been this high at this point before. I did have, before I think I've mentioned, my best ever finish. I was outside the top 100k with five game weeks left and then ended up being 16,000. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, don't know what my aim is. I'd still like, still probably say top 10,000, you'd have to say. Yeah, very acceptable finish. But my my, my main aim is, is still Sky Fantasy Football. Don't tell anyone, Callum. Be very quiet. I think I think the secret's out, Jack. You know. Yeah, I'm up to I'm up to two hundred first. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up to two hundred first. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, focusing on that, and and also still in the top one thousand of uh, of the Champions League one as well. So basically, as I think I say every week, I think I'm just gonna pack FPL in. What's the point? I can't win. I mean, I mean, who knows? Next season, you know, I've already committed to playing Sky next season with you, so. Yeah, yeah, that might be the case. I, I, I don't think we can abandon FPL. I think no one can abandon nah. FPL once you start the, it. The thing is with FPL is if you really want to, you can spend like I did. Well, I was about to admit this. I, I spent about twenty minutes on my team last week just because of time constraints and pretty much knowing what I was going to do from like Monday onwards. It's just I, I Friday night, Saturday morning, I had a quick double check. All still instructor, all still in order. Yeah, let's just activate those two transfers. Um, which just goes to show, you know, 20 minutes is, and, I, and I got a 38-point captain. So, yeah, sometimes it just works out for you. But, yeah, FPL is, is very tough, I've got to admit. It's very tough. So on that happy note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, yeah, we will leave it for this week. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at BusParkingFPL, for more advice, laughs, and also our parking punts, which we'll put out just before the deadline probably uh we'll have we'll have probably have two forfeits next week that'll be fun maybe who knows might do two if you have to do two up we'll do something we'll do the same forfeit but like twice or something i don't know oh no (laughs) defend two defend two players that you don't like (laughs) maybe i don't know (laughs) i'll leave it in your capable hands okay anyway um Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been Callum. I've been Jack. Have a good weekend, everyone. Have a good week. Good luck and goodbye. Happy Happy Happy